Hey everybody, welcome back into another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. With me as always is Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter and guys, we're here with, yes, another leaf blower at Memorial <laughs> Stadium. If you hear that in the background, uh, it's just always the timing uh, when we do these each each Monday. But uh, even with the leaf blower, if you like this video, uh, I encourage you guys to give it a like and subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Uh, we have Matt Rule with a 35 minute press conference you can see full video of that uh at the inside nebraska sorry I, i'm sorry i messed up your whole thing but it felt like it was 35 minutes yeah but then I, he got I rolling at the end longer yes then he got rolling at the end because it was i mean it was it was 35 minutes and then it felt like 40 to 45 because greg i mean I, that's at least in the running it's a candidate for the best rule presser the most interesting rule presser since his time here however you want to look at it yeah absolutely there were there were a handful of things that were talked about that and he does we talk about this all the all the time right is that like you ask him a question he answers the question and then takes it in a totally different area that then makes you go hmm and if you don't catch it yeah, the he first was asking time, a question about james williams and it turned into how ethan nation's one of the guys who we may redshirt or not redshirt. yes <laughs> like it's just like his, and then we'll get to this his, all of his stuff about kind of the the scandal that is at michigan and sign stealing um the refs the, the not complaining about the refs but taking shots at replay, all of it, yeah. <laughs> it was really interesting. Yeah, we'll get to replay in a, in a second, but just to start off here, I mean, he was asked, uh, like, I think two or three questions about Michigan because uh, he, one of his first uh, answers was saying, like, I, I feel bad for, for our team because we're five and four, but we own f uh, five and four, but yeah. um, we had two, two touchdowns taken away against us, and, uh, and he was talking about the Minnesota game, the Gabe Irvin touchdown. Uh, uh, that wasn't uh, that was a touchdown, but wasn't. And then the Michigan State touchdown with uh, Mon uh, with Foster in the end zone there. And then um, he also said we had one game where the opponent scouted us. And he was talking about Michigan. He was later uh, uh, was asked more about that. And mm -hmm. it was the first time I've seen him like sort of not flustered or like stammer and like not hey, know what he to was. Say. He didn't. You know, he is always very in control up there and has the points that he wants to get to. You could tell that he wanted to get to certain points with all of his Michigan answers. He just didn't want to say like the wrong thing. I would have loved to hear the unfiltered version of that um, so that he didn't have to worry about all that. But when he's with us, he's got to kind of give us the filtered version. Uh, but he still got his point across. I think yeah. that the, the larger point on all of that was he's going to stand up for his guys. And he said something really interesting, I thought, is where he talked about Ryan Walters. And yeah, he knew that, that kind of, it, yeah, it, it, that made the rounds about Ryan Walters really kind of being the, I, I want to say the first coach in the Big Ten to really like publicly on video say something bad about what happened at Michigan, um, where he said he knew for a fact that Michigan scouted them and was at several of their games. Matt Rule said that, you know, he turns around and his players are saying, hey, coach, what do you think about mm -hmm. this? So, of course, he had to go out there and say something about it as well. He needed to defend their honor as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. The only two coaches now who have spoken publicly about the Michigan's, uh, Michigan sign-stealing scandal are the two first-year head coaches yeah. in the Big Ten with Walters and, and Rule because I think there's a there's sort of like a uh, unsaid, a hush-hush thing of, like, the veteran coaches in, in that league aren't really going to uh, – I don't think I have too many, too many comments to say about it, but I think – Rules clearly, like I mean, like I said, sort of, uh, sort of flustered, but Man, clearly was pissed off about the whole situation of the sign stealing. The more I think about it, the more I remember what he said. Remember the thing he said about, you know, yes, it maybe the people go, oh, what would it have mattered because they got blown out. He goes, well, we had, like if you had recruits in from all over the country as they did, mm -hmm. and the game gets out of hand early, that makes a real difference if that game is close and it's a little bit more exciting for them. So like even saying stuff like that. 
he's thought about this mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, this is why I think that you've heard those reports about these explosive behind the scenes calls with Big Ten coaches on like those private coaches calls. You can totally see how that stuff has gotten kind of explosive by the stuff that Matt Rule just said in public today. I would die to be a fly on the oh, wall for man. one of those calls. I'm really interested <laughs> to see if, if uh, to hear if Rule was one of those outspoken on, mm -hmm. on one of those calls uh, with, with Tony Petiti in the commissioner's mm -hmm. office. But, real curious. Um, back to the, the, um, the replays from Saturday uh, and the officiating from Saturday. Husker fans, <laughs> Matt Rule is with you. Uh, you guys have, uh, you guys are, are uh, kindred spirits in that way. Like yeah. he was, he was clearly much, much angrier about the calls than he let on at the press conference. Yes. But the fact of, of him opening up so much about them uh, tells you where his mind was at with uh, with those miss the replay review uh, with the fourth quarter touchdown to put Michigan State up twenty to ten, and then the uh, the call at the end. Um, he was he was kind of in uh, what I said in upon further review, and then uh, on on Sunday. Uh, which upon for the re review you can get, check out at uh, InsideNebraska.com and um, stuff about the officiating, the, <laughs> the calls and non-calls and replays. Rule said something similar of, yeah, it was a defense pass interference. That was a face mask against Heiner uh, yeah. Harbor, defense, defense PI against Malachi Coleman on the long touchdown or the long throw. And he's like, you can live with those because it's officiating, it's on field, it, like cue the yeah, moment Stuff thing. happens fast, yeah. Okay, it sucks, but you can live with it. But the replay reviews is where he was really angry. Yeah, and, and those are tough. When you have ones like the touchdown, um, even, and he references a couple of times in talking about, again, he was talking about something else totally, about Heinrich Harburg and turnovers and managing that. He said he doesn't count that one because his arm was going forward. Like, he was very clearly um, made clear to say that. And so, and then, I don't I don't know if he referenced or not the play at the, in that last drive where Malachi caught the ball clearly for a first down and they I'll marked it a first down. That's the only one I think he did not reference. He could have. Well, there are um, a lot of them. And so it's hard there were so hard many of them. Like, they're probably, there were five or six of them five, that were the really yeah that are those are really hard and you know he you you said that he was much angrier today about it he, and it caught my attention when he said after the game that you know sometimes you guys up top you can see a little bit better um from my than my vantage point from on the field clearly he watched it and yeah. <laughs> he had a different much different take that's not, um when it came to it today not true with the dpi call <laughs> i mean on the you you see him on the broadcast um, yeah and I mean, in real time, he is like, he puts his hands up, like, and the yeah, look on his face was not right anger. It was like, it was almost like, Disbelief. oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, how? How is that not called? And the uh, Tim Brando and Spencer Tim on the call were right there with him, like, how? That, that's a pass interference. Like, I, there's no other way around it. They talked about it a lot. I mean, officiating, if it was just one, the non call on the face mask, the non call on the DPI, if it was just like a couple yeah. like that, you live with it, like, damn, like, that's that's really frustrating. It factored in the game, but it wasn't like a huge factor. But the fact that it was all of those things adding up, I think is what made it so frustrating. Yeah, and I think that and the one thing that Matt Rule does a really nice job of in these situations, I think, is walk that line between explaining to you that all of those things did affect the game, but he makes sure to say every single time that we still have to play through that stuff and rise above it because bad things are going to happen and you have to be able to overcome adversity. I think that he stopped short of saying we still had opportunities to win the game. He didn't say that exactly word for word, but they did, right? Like, especially with some of those ones, the, the stuff that happened earlier in the game, they had opportunities after that. The stuff at the end of the game in the fourth quarter where, you know, you, you lose an extra 16 seconds, you lose possession of the ball. Yeah, that stuff yeah. you can't really do anything about. That does, in effect, cost you the game. Um, but I, I think that he did a nice job of kind of walking that line today.
not to advertise myself too much or give myself too <laughs> much uh, too much of a pat on the back, but I just whenever he said, rule says something in the press conference, which is either like the exact same thing or very similar to something I've said or written, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, so I'm on the right track of where the mentality should be, because like you said, with the um, there are all these other factors that that went into into. Nebraska losing other than just the the calls um, and he he mentioned that before getting into that stuff I'm like yeah that's what I was saying like this is why they lost but the officiating also was yeah. a heavily significant factor and um, same thing he uh, rule um, used the word demons you gotta yeah. you gotta face your demons actually to that was them. it was actually said, great uh, that's what I said about after they beat uh, uh, yeah. Purdue is like they're exercising another that. Scott Frost demon yeah because and I, and I think that he's right uh, very you both are correct about that and that this program does a lot of like it's tough where you have to embrace the expectations of being here but then you also don't want it to overtake you and like you just be overwhelmed by the moment but matt rule has come in and said listen we've got to go right into the, the you know put your face in the fan kind of a situation and just embrace that stuff he talks about it all the time particularly at quarterback about yeah. how if you're going to be the quarterback here it's just going to be different it's going to be hard but as a team you have to understand that what comes with i guess all of this that's around us all this fan support the nil money all of that it comes with a lot of pressure and it, it's okay to embrace that because like he said very correctly and I, I thought this is maybe his best line in that at Nebraska it better start to matter in November when you play football every November here at Nebraska should matter all of those games should matter and the players need to embrace that yeah he didn't use the phrase fishbowl but that's the no. that's the phrase we all use and that's yeah that's what he was um, uh, talking about that's what he was referencing and breaking down there is like there's a lot of there's a fishbowl here there's a lot of pressure here and um especially at quarterback like you said and that was the other big takeaway that i wanted to break down was for everyone <laughs> for everyone who wants to see jeff sims or chubba purdy chuba who, yeah chuba <laughs> purdy according to uh, multiple tv broadcasts yeah. this season um whoever wants to see the phrase like well you gotta see what you have and in chubba purdy or you gotta see uh what you have and in sims like run them out there like coming into the day and now even more so more I'm more steadfastly and confidently saying like you can be mad and frustrated about Heinrich Harburg's quarterback play it's justified it is fair but you're either gonna have to accept or not accept that Heinrich Harburg is the quarterback for this team the rest of this season yeah. like th just Say it one more time for the back for me, Greg. Eric <laughs> Harburg is the quarterback for the rest of this season. Thank it's, you. And it's not, I, I don't think that this is really a discussion anymore. And I'm I'm honestly surprised that it continues to come up every single it, it week. It aggravates now. the like, hell out of me because it's like, we just did this last week with Purdue and on what? On one hand, I do, I should take it back. I understand a little bit because of the turnovers and the yeah. uneven play. But at the same time, I think this is one of those situations where you have to start to wonder if there's continuing to roll with him and quote as matt rule always says work work through his issues with him there's something else that they're seeing that is preventing them from putting the other two quarterbacks in right yes and so i, I just Read think that's yes i just think Read that sometimes we've got to accept that <laughs> We're again both again please begging <laughs> you again i don't think that the, and i'm gonna say again maybe for the first time on this video i've said it before to you uh, i'll say it on this video i do think they're going to address that situation in the transfer portal i do think the quarterback is going to be priority one and one a uh for nebraska in the offseason because you cannot continue to go about wasting a defense that is that good when if you had solid offensive performances your your team would be much better right and so you're going to have to do that and i do think they're going to do that but for right now and for what this team is 
Harburg is the guy and they're just going to have to work through it. He's going to have his opportunity to show that they don't need to go get that guy or two in the portal. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he is the guy for right now. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm just not going to keep going on about it. I've made, I've made, I've said <laughs> my piece. I've said my piece. You've said yours. I mean, uh, I mean, we're both in agreement. I've uh, spoken enough about it, but just it, it's, I feel strongly enough about it that it had to be talked about. But you mentioned mm -hmm. last thing uh, to break down as you talked about the defense. Um, Rule talked about it. Again, uh, the Pond Further Review I, I referenced mm -hmm. at uh, InsideNebraska.com. Last night I uh, went back and charted the all, of the, all of Nebraska's explosive play touchdowns of the season, which in my uh, definition of explosive plays is 20 yards or more, whether it's a pass or a run. Okay. Um, I know some people have 15-yard pass, 10-yard run, but I, I just have it as 20-yard uh, gain or more in either, either area. Okay. And Nebraska has had an explosive play touchdown at least one, if not two, in every single game this year, except for Saturday. Okay. And that's where they had the 43-yard Harburg run, but he didn't finish it off, and it cost them about 20 seconds in uh, those little margins, the margin for error yep. that Nebraska's playing in right now. Uh, and the defense coming into, uh, I charted the um, explosive plays allowed by a defense in the, during the three-game winning streak and again on Saturday against Michigan State. And yeah, there's a stark difference. That was a big reason they lost against Michigan State was those explosive plays allowed uh, in the passing game. They had Rule talk about that um, today. The Illinois touchdown uh, over Quentin Newsom. Right. Um, the one with uh, Purdue. A couple of the big plays, uh, the 66-yarder Northwestern game. Yep. Michigan State had uh, four of them, of, uh, two, and include two of 40-plus yards. And he talked about, I think for the first time, like we're allowing too many plays in, uh, in the explosive passing game. Maybe that was subtle timing when you have uh, a, a pass heavy team for the first time coming into Memorial Stadium uh, for the second time with Louisiana Tech as well. First, uh, but uh, first time in the Big Ten with Maryland coming in and they're led by quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, the Tagovailoa is coming into town for Maryland. Um, it's interesting too because he talked about a lot uh, about how those plays are happening, not because they're just getting beat straight up one-on-one, -on -one, um, though they do play a lot of man. He said a lot of that is bad eyes, bad technique, um, and you can live with some plays that a guy just goes up and makes a really great play, but if somebody is just busting coverage, then that's a whole different thing, and that's what they definitely had against Michigan State. But I noted that kind of during the game too on the flip side of that on offense, that the difference for me from the Nebraska's offense on Saturday against Michigan State and East Lansing was is they ran the ball fine without having those chunk plays, right? They just yeah. didn't have those explosive plays, and that's the difference between them being okay as a rushing unit and being one of the top rushing units per yards, that's what it says, um, in the Big Ten. And so, yeah, missing those plays really, really did hurt them, um, and that's what they have. They have to get back to that this weekend against Maryland and then conversely stopping those and getting some sacks as well. Yeah, they had like they had six plays, I think, of, a, of 10 yards or more in the run game, but I don't think they had one of uh, five. Uh, one of them, obviously, was the 43-yarder with Harburg, but I think the other five were all like 11, 12, 16-yard gains, which is obviously obviously a positive, uh, but didn't uh, shake loose right. for those explosive play touchdowns, which, again, I, I thought it was pretty fascinating that in every game they've had one, even Michigan, their, their yeah. touchdown, uh, came on a 74-yard Josh Fleece right, right over here, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it, it feels like this offense it needs it needs at least one of those explosive play touchdowns in order to um, in order for to, for this team to score and rely on the defense. But um, yeah, it's another tall task against Maryland coming in with just not a, not unbeatable or anything. It's not as good of a Maryland team as I think we thought right. uh, heading into that Ohio State game. But uh, Rule's been impressed. I mean. 
think we need to heed his comments after he was very he impressed was, by Michigan State. He was State dead on him, Michigan State. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And then this week, uh, I mean, he said uh, uh, the Patrick Mahomes comparison. We'll, we'll see about that one, but, you know. <laughs> Everyone loves to throw out a Patrick Mahomes uh, comparison. It's weird. So, so many, many Patrick Mahomes running around out like, there. I, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm like, <laughs> this guy is not Patrick Mahomes. Like, and not just, not just uh, Talia. There's a lot of guys who've been compared to Patrick Mahomes. It's like the only one that has actually lined up is Caleb Williams at USC. Yeah, the Caleb and, Williams. And then Dylan Rayola has a lot of that same splash. So, like, those are the only two where it's like, I think they're fair, but Quit, quit throwing that yeah, around. Don't put Mahomes, that. Don't put that man. pressure on. But it helps if you get your defense locked in. Yeah, right? that's that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. And that's that's why what matters. To, that's why he says it. That's yeah. why I wanted to uh, reference it and uh, talk about that a little bit. But so that's it for us. We've already gone uh, long on this on this one. There was a lot of stuff. We went long today because there was a lot of uh, interesting takeaways. Yeah. Really interesting takeaways from Matt Rule's 35-minute press conference, including Malachi Coleman, his thoughts on uh, one of the best games he's seen from yeah. a uh, receiver. In, uh, in his time as a coach. And uh, I know Steve Marek, our, our resident football expert yeah. at Inside Nebraska, he's working on a story for the site. So I encourage you guys to go check that out at InsideNebraska.com and check out, again, the full Rural Press Conference video over um, on our Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. So Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.